You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Tonight, with the short time that we have left, I wanted to bring a challenge real quickly from a very familiar verse of the Bible, starting with it. It's Matthew 6.33. When God's word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And I have taken that as the Lord had given to me uh, from uh, just as a, as a phrase, you know, from when we were in one of the, one of the villages and um, we had a youth group also with us this past summer. And uh, one of the young men uh, talking to the local uh, villager then uh, kind of tried to leave something good, you know, some, some good words of, of exhortation. And, and he said, uh, you know, seek the Lord, you know, uh, seek the Lord, and he will, 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 he will not leave you. And so it was kind of like, you know, his parting words. And then I, I walked away, and I kind of thought about, you know, what would the unsaved person think about? What does it mean, seek the Lord? Um, we know these this verses, you know, uh, for a long time we have known this this particular golden verse uh, from the Bible, but uh, how, how specifically it applies to us and what do we do with it? How do we seek the Lord on a daily basis? Because uh, it is not something that we found one time and set it aside and checked it up as, as uh, accomplished. Not, not at all, obviously, as, as Christians, we understand that. And so thinking of that, one specific thought came to me and it's not <laughs> several places in God's word, there's this phrase that, uh, that appears over and over again. And the phrase is this, one thing, one thing, starting with the uh, Old Testament within, in the Psalm, Psalm 27, the psalmist says, David, who was uh, in a very, very dire situation, very similar to what the people are going through without knowing exactly how it's going to end um, because... Uh, According to some commentaries and in other thoughts and opinions, you know, he'd been penning, writing this psalm during the situation when the, the, uh, uh, they were almost surrounded and that the ring was about to lock uh, with him and his 400, maybe 600 at that point, uh, troops being with him. And so... In, in those conditions, in those circumstances, he is writing this psalm, and he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Uh, you know, sounds very poetic, sounds very, very noble, wonderful. Let's, uh, let's see what else he says then. He says, When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes come, came upon me, to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Then, then here he says, though an host should encamp against me. Host meaning the army should encamp against me. I mean, uh, is this realistic? Is this real? What, what is he saying? What, what do you mean if, if the army comes against me? I mean, if there's one, one uh, unit or something, you know, they, they will definitely uh, take care of one man, no matter how armed and how experienced and trained he is. Uh, what is he talking about? Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. And in verse 4, uh, this phrase appears. One thing 
I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in a house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And then he goes on uh, continuing his praise, his adoration, his exaltation. But most importantly, you know, as a, as a thought and in a nutshell that I can, that I can just uh, pass on as, as the Lord had just uh, given me that fresh, uh, you know, encouragement from his word. Uh, uh, Pastor was, uh, I appreciate the message this morning. Pastor was mentioning also about those that uh, uh, the people who are not willing to give all of them. They're not willing to trust the Lord. They just, there is something, whether that's revenge or something else, they want that sin. They want that happen. They just don't want to trust the Lord. And uh, David says, well, I mean, he could do something, right? And uh, I mean, they, they, would, they could put the fight and all of that, you know, after all, he had some valiant men, you know, they were offended. They were just uh, also themselves probably seeking revenge and all of that. He could have said, you know, we're not dying without a fight or, you know, to the last drop we will, we will fight or whatever else. But he says this, though uh, a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. I'm seeking the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord all I need, all that is, all that satisfies my heart, all that the strength and encouragement I can receive is, is coming from the creator of the universe, the loving and gracious Father and his God, in whose hand he entrusted himself and cast himself wholeheartedly and altogether. You know, uh, the Christians in Ukraine, they are struggling. This is right now. It's not only for them, it is, for, it was been for me, you know, and I'm, I'm Armenian by, by nationality. I don't know if you, this is LA, of course, you know, um, there's, there's Pasadena, there's Glendale and all that, a lot of Armenians. Anyway, but uh, uh, Armenia has been going through some very tough, humiliating time, actually, you know, uh, being surrounded by, a, a, you know, very hostile uh, Muslim countries such as uh, Azerbaijan and then on the western side is Turkey. It's sandwiched between those two countries. Small, tiny, three million population country against big Muslim nations. And uh, they have, they just simply wanted to, you know, they, they, they took a territory and all of that. So in many ways, in many aspects, respects, I, I can uh, understand this uh, and, and have been very, you know, broken over, over the situation that, that had taken place. And now they're continuing to threaten, actually. They want to take additional territory and all of that, of that tiny size of New Jersey land that Armenia is today. Anyway, it is a temptation for the people, um, you know, in Ukraine specifically, one of the pastors, you know, I, I, it's been such a challenge. I asked Oleg, I said, what can we pray specifically what is it that you want me to pass on to the people in the United States as I travel the churches, visit the churches, and tell about the, the tragedy that is taking place and how much of a work, how much of a, how much of a ministry, how, uh, work of the ministry is needed there, and the uh, pastors, I, they, they simply don't have hands, don't, they don't have so much a health to be able to handle, especially in the eastern, side, eastern part of Ukraine. He says, brother, he said, please pray that we will be able to resist the temptation to get, to get upset, to get mad, to stay on a spiritual side of it, 
to not to allow the enemy of our soul to, to overcome us or conquer us by throwing us into the mode where we are, where we just turn bitter. You know, because if we turn bitter, then how in the world will we be able to minister to those around us who are not saved, who do not know the Lord? Because, uh, I mean, you know, it's very easy to leave the country, and many have left, including pastors, have left Ukraine. David says, One thing have I desired of the Lord that I may seek after, that I may dwell in a house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. In other words, to the presence of the Lord to be, uh, to be the most important thing in my life, that, that, uh, to cling to him with all my heart. There are many other places, especially in the New Testament, uh, when that phrase, one thing, is being repeated. One of my favorite places is the, in, uh, uh, in uh, Luke 9.25, I believe it is, uh, where God's word says, speaks of, uh, of the man who was born blind, actually, he was born blind, and uh, 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 I'm sorry, that's John 9.25. Being surrounded by the government officials, Pharisees, uh, and uh, they, are, they are threatening him. They're saying, give glory to God. We don't know this man. This man is a sinner, and we don't know him. We have Moses and, and, and all of that. You know, how did he, they're asking his parents, how did he become uh, you know, was healed and, and all of that. Uh, and uh, he had never seen anything in his life. He had been blind all his life. And his response, and those golden words, of course, that are recorded to us by the inspired and inspired, the Holy Spirit of God. And he says, whether this man is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, though I was blind, and now I see that one thing nobody can take from me. That one thing is, is what I'm clinging to. You cannot deny that. You cannot, you cannot take that away from me. I have the confidence in it. I want to ask my friends this, this evening, do you have that confidence? No matter what happens, that one thing is sufficient. The presence of the Lord, clinging to the Lord, Grabbing him with, with both, of your, both of your arms and clinging to him and saying, you can have everything. And we sing that song, right? Uh, you can have all. You can, you can have all this world that offers, but give me Jesus. That is the message of that song. Prophet Habakkuk says, you know, speaks of things that are unthinkable. In other words, if we today we talk about the economy ruins and everything stops crops and just uh, groceries and gas and everything, you know, crashes and, and becomes unavailable and all of that, even through all of that, he says, I will praise the Lord. You know, that is, uh, that is something, it may sound noble, it may sound very, very high, you know, just uh, uh, unattainable and just eventually out of reality, but it is the inspired God's word that is giving us today in a situation where we're living, where we are in, in, in whatever we're handling, whatever we're, we're dealing, I don't know what you are going through today or tonight, but there's one who knows, and he is pointing us to the fact that uh, he is sufficient for every circumstance in our lives. And perhaps you do not have that personal understanding because the personal touch from the Lord, personal uh, experience of 
who God is, perhaps that has never happened for you because just uh, you're very positive towards the church. You love the people of the church. You love the message of God's word. Beautiful piano playing, songs, and everything is wonderful. But you have your life. You have your own life. And you cannot trust anybody else, especially invisible God, to, to handle your life. By forsaking everything, that's what the Lord had taught his disciples. He says, unless you forsake, forsake it all. What does it mean, forsake it all? You know, there's, there's another passage in a, in a scripture when a rich young ruler comes to the, to the Lord and asks, what, what can I do in, in, uh, uh, to inherit eternal life and, in, and all those things. And, uh, and he says, I, I, I kept all, all the uh, commandments in the, the, the ceremonies, uh, sacrifices, everything that is required. He indeed, from his youth and up, he's been keeping. And the Lord says to him again that phrase, one thing you're lacking, thou lackest. Sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and uh, take up your cross and come and follow me. What does it mean? That he, that he doesn't want him to be wealthy, he doesn't want him to be rich, he hates the rich people, he wants him to become beggar, vagabond, and all of that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, the Bible itself is telling us about rich people who had been, Abraham, you know, to start with, with Abraham and many others who were very rich people. And so, and the Lord had, had used many wealthy people, you know, for his glory. Absolutely not. But the commitment to the Lord and understanding that all he has belongs to the Lord, it comes from the Lord, and it, 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 is, it is his, and he had given him and trusted him in this life in order to bring glory to, to God. That one, that most important thing has been missing in this young man's life. But again, it's that one thing that thou that uh, uh, you're, you're lacking. That's the most important thing. Martha, for example, she was, she was very careful about hospitality and all of that, but her, her sister Mary is sitting and listening to the words of Jesus because they don't know how long Jesus is going to be there, how, how long Christ is going to be, uh, is gonna be in, their, in their presence, in their house, and all of that. And so when, when she's upset, and the Lord again repeats that phrase, she says, one thing, thou... Uh, 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 one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part. You are careful, you're concerned about many things. Are you tonight careful about many things? Are you, are, are your eyes, you know, I personally, I, I, I will just run ahead and will tell you that I'm, I'm of that kind of a person, I, of that type of a person. You know, I'm, <clears throat> there is a need here, there is that, all, all, kinds of a, all kinds of troubles and difficulties are around and all of that. What is the most important, though? You know, because it's so easy. The enemy of our soul can so easily just derail us and just bring us to the train of discouragement and bitterness and then, and then eventually neutralize us where we, as individual, cannot be, cannot be helpful, cannot, cannot minister to others. Today, the Lord has, has brought every one of us here, every one of you have your own individual life, Every one of you are precious in God's sight. And he is preparing, grooming, preparing, uh, and just in, in, in any ways, in many facets, training you and preparing you to be his representatives wherever you are. Let's just think about, as Christians, of one man. I want to finish with this thought. 
God's word again many many times it tells us about that one thing, that most important thing to keep the focus. And what is ministry all about? It's about others. It's about other people. Let's think of one individual, however many of us are here tonight, my friends. Let's think of one individual. It may be your mother. It may be your closest one, neighbor, co-worker, whoever it is. But the Lord, I know that the Lord has at least someone who is not saved on your mind tonight. And let's just make the commitment. No matter what happens, I am committed to pray and ask that the Lord will open the heart, open the opportunity, open the doors today to reach out by using me. You know, if we are just, it's very easy to think about. There's a trained individual. This one is an evangelist. That one is, the, uh, is a deacon and stuff. Let them do that or let them talk or I'll bring them to the church. Who said that the, your neighbor will ever come to this church? I mean, yeah, he may be introvert. He may be just whatever, you know. But And what is the reason that you are there <laughs> with that neighbor being there or at that, at that co-worker who is you know, has his own personality, his, his, his or her own uh, uh, way of life that's that very difficult to reach out to. Can the Lord change their hearts? Can the Lord mold and change and break their hearts? And can he use you for that? And don't you think that it's not a coincidence that you are there for that purpose and nobody else, nobody else is going to reach them. It is your task. Now let's just not... Uh, not, not neglect that. that. That not only will help us to grow, help us to keep our focus and, and, and our, our stand humble before the Lord, stay humble before the Lord, but also the work in that individual. Let's think of that one individual. Let's continue to pray. You will say, brother, you don't know what you're talking about. You, know, you don't know my, my brother who is, who is resisting. You know. <clears throat> I got saved when I was 22. I'm 54 now. Ever since I got saved, I've been praying for my father, who is a scientist and high-ranked, you know, geologist, research professor, and all of that, PhD. I've been praying for my brother. You know, within this many years, and we're talking about 52 years, uh, we're talking about 32 years, that I've been praying for them. The Lord had been changing, had been, had been just doing unbelievable things that I just, even 10 years ago, I could not imagine the responses that I'm hearing from them now. Do not give up. But let's just commit to at least that one person. Perhaps the Lord had given you a lot of energy and you can think of reaching out more than one person. God bless you. May it be three, five, or ten people. But let's just commit ourselves for, for one person. Whoever that person is, however close or, or, or far you are, but, but you have that one person. You know that one person. And most importantly, that you already have some relationship with that person. And let's just not neglect that responsibility. Because uh, as you reflect, as we reflect as Christians upon what is most important for us, is it that one thing that the Lord is present, the Lord Jesus Christ, is His grace, His mercy, that can be that can be exemplified through us, that we can speak out boldly and that we can daily ask the Lord to, to in, in, encourage us and embolden us to speak out for Him, to live for Him, to make those decisions for Him, whatever decisions we're making. Today we were hearing about the parents 
uh, and, and the dedication of the children. It is a commitment. It is a commitment to make a right decision. It is a commitment to whatever it is in raising our children. I'm speaking as a father of four children, and many of you are parents and grandparents here. And so uh, it, is a, it is a commitment, and let's not falter in that commitment. And I thank you again for this time that you have, uh, you have given to me. May the Lord be glorified in our efforts in reaching out that one person that the Lord has laid on our hearts. And let, let's ask the Lord and re, that for him to remind us who is, that per, uh, who is that person, how we can reach out, and what we can do. But let's, let's continue. Let's, let's remember that the prayer is the most essential. Thank you again for your continuous prayers for us, for your faithfulness.